record it coast to coast to wherever you're listening to this right now. This is the Low End Marauders Podcast. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, as if we never left, welcome back to another new episode of the Lower Marauders podcast. Another new episode, another new season. Uh, we're back as if we never left. Uh, I go by the name of Nick. Uh, apologies for um, uploading so late. Um, long weekend, lots of um, fun for all of us. Uh, Kyle's all passed out, but uh, I'm here with Jarrett once again. What's happening, Jarrett? What's happening? Oh, it's not much. Got an, got another uh, good show to kick off the well to kick off season three for us. Um, we obviously gonna have to talk about uh, the BET awards. We gonna talk about uh, the Omarion versus battle that had people talking. Um, and we're gonna get into, and we're gonna uh, rank some more storytelling songs. Um, but that's all. That's later. Um, let's get into um, to uh, some producing to some producers and their fees. Um, let's go ahead and kick things off with what uh, Bobby Schmurda said about producers. Um, I'm guessing that he's trying to uh, get some new music back out uh, this summer. But uh, he's running into um, some issues with uh, producers. Uh, he said through, uh, I believe through Instagram, he said, quote, these producers is giving me the hardest time right now. Like, I've never seen no shit like this before. I know niggas cannot. It cannot be that bad outside, my nigga. It just can't, bro. I'd have made half a million uh, for the year, and it can't be that bad outside. Why is this nigga ODing right now? And basically um, is getting on to a lot of um, producers by saying that they are charging way too much for, um, I guess, for beats that uh, Bobby wants. But Bobby isn't willing to pay uh, whatever uh, the the cost is for beats. Uh, he later goes on and say, I'm not giving niggas no fucking eight thousand to ten thousand dollars for no fucking producer or some bitch. Who the fuck told you niggas to fucking make songs with 10 motherfuckers on the song? Uh, fuck you sending me. These bum ass niggas be sending me shit like that, uh, like 10 niggas on the song. Don't play with me, bro. Um, which also triggers um, a lot of producers. Um, one producer, Boy Wonder, who has worked with uh, Drake uh, in the past, he basically... Um, responded to um to uh bobby's uh rant on uh what he said uh, another one is uh producer cardo um he well cardo said in a tweet rapper saying producer overpricing their beats shows you we don't get any respect in this shit y'all niggas weird we have to make y'all niggas pay us more every time because y'all be trying to offer 2500 for a beat i gotta let one off one time 
Uh, he also goes on to say, and in most cases, that never works. And niggas have no choice but to settle for that 2500 because we got mouths to feed and bills to pay. I'm just speaking up for the produ- producer community. That's all. No one, no complaining of any sort. But y'all will not continue to try to step on niggas over here because I'm for sure with the bullshit. Just ask around. Uh, I'm out this bitch. Y'all have a pleasant and blessed evening like any other Love Y'all album on the way. Um, I'll go ahead and ask you this question. Do you think uh, producers should be getting paid more than rappers? Um, yeah. Shit, it, it ain't, it's a marriage between uh, artist and producer. I feel like producer could either producer you make your shit make your shit tighter you know what i'm saying like it make you sound better and it's like the work they put in and the the hours they put in to make beats like you can't and then the the the, the, the nerd to chart to, to give niggas 2500 for a beat nigga i'm in this bitch all day especially if i'm popping like mm-hmm. i'm not accepting 2500 like no to get there to give you a beat that shit ain't even they don't even make the radio you know what I'm saying like just to make it no nigga no Mm-mm. nah I feel like producers should get paid more I feel like the, the greats can make your shit hotter and mm-hmm. you can you can give it to one nigga make it and give it to a whole other artists and that shit will blow the fuck up. Like, mm. yeah, bro. I, I feel like producers need that. I always respect. I always respect the producers, man. Like, the the grind they put in, and they just over here grinding, going for artist to artist. You don't know whose hands is gonna, whose hands is gonna get into. You put a beat out there, or you just Make a beat package. I remember Kanye said, what do you say? Make it five beats a day for three summers? Yeah, do lock yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. That's, you know, yeah, off of a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, so, hell yeah, I respect that. I feel like they do should get paid more. They do. Just like the writers. The writers should get paid more, too. You don't want pinning these records. Right. Making this shit, making this shit hot. Hell yeah. The behind the scenes niggas should always get the, cause they they rarely get the light. The mm-hmm. artist always gets the light. But if you're not a popping producer, you ain't gonna get no light like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I I, I I'm on the side of the, I'm on the side of the producer side. Mm-hmm. And I an artist, you know. Yeah. And I, feel, and I feel like you ought to come up. Of course, you know, you're not, you know, you're going to have to work your way to get that producer love. Or make it just have your in-house producer. What did Drake do? For, like Drake at 40 or Cash Money had their own in-house. They had Manny Fresh. Yeah. Um, no limit at one point had beats by the pound, so it was like, or Playboy Cardi had um, what did nigga got? 
Who played Bro Cardi got? Pierre. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pierre. So it's like, man, just have your in-house nigga. If that's the case, and then once you get bigger, add producers to it if you want to get that different look. But hell yeah, I, I agree. Like, producers should get paid more. They should stand up. They rarely get paid anyway. Like, what did what did Ross say on that one record? Ross was like, "Man, make sure Manny Fresh get paid." He was when he was going at Birdman. Can't forget Lil Brun now. Yeah, Lil Brun now. N E M them. Lil Brun now. But um. <laughs> Well, yeah, what you think about it? You think the producers should get paid more? Oh, hell yeah, they should. They definitely should, especially since now we li- we living in a time where people uh, don't really listen for lyrics no more. They just listen for the beats. And so if, if they're just listening for the beats and, um, you know, they getting people, you know, to like, what they what they made and or getting people out on the dance floor and things like that. I definitely think they should because they're the ones who um, who are getting the people to listen to the albums. They're the one that's uh, getting, you know, whether it's radio DJs, club DJs and things like that. Um, they're, they're the ones that are getting people, you know, to not only play it, but uh, like I said, getting them out to dance, getting them out to have fun, getting them hyped up and, and you know, things like that. So I definitely think, you know, produce uh, producers like um, who, who are making some of the biggest club hits in the world. Um, like um, um, I forgot Meg Thee Stallion's producer um, off the top of. Uh, her producer, um, Mike Will, Mustard, you know, uh, people like them, uh, they're, they're the ones that, um, that definitely need um, the more, uh, more money than the rappers because, uh, like I said, they're the ones who, you know, are controlling the crowd. They're trying to, you know, come up with the next big sound. They're the one digging through crates for samples. They're the one, you know, spending all that time, you know, crafting out beats so i definitely think they should be getting paid more but um you know but you know to sit there and say um you know they're charging you eight thousand ten thousand you know just pay just pay the person the money you can easily get in you can easily get the shit back uh from you know radio play from um if your spotify numbers are good um you can get it back uh I'd say probably within a week to a month, something like that. But um, but I I don't know how uh, Spotify how their numbers uh, add up. But I digress. But anyway, um, you know, like the saying goes, you got to spend money to make money. So you know, give those producers uh your money for these beats because uh like you because uh, like you brought up like Kanye said in Spaceship, you know he. Locked himself in a room five beats a day for three summers, and he did nothing but producing. And you know, look at where he is now, and look, um, and he's one of the most res- uh, respected producers in the game right now. So, 
So I definitely think, uh, you know, these producers out here, you know, keep at it, keep at it with the craft and, you know, keep making hits. I mean, uh, some of it may not uh, sell overnight, but, you know, just keep at it because I feel like um, uh, people just listen for how the beat's going to be more than they do the lyrics. I mean, you can, uh, and, you know, you could have the hottest beat in the world and you can have uh, over, you know, the shittiest lyrics of all time. So I definitely do agree with, uh, you know, Boy Wonder and, and them where they definitely got to get paid more because, um, you know, it, it is also a hustle, too, because um, like like he said, you know, they got mouths to feed and, you know, we don't know what their situation is. They, you know, uh, some of them, you know, they're actually, you know, crafting out beats because, you know, they're about to lose it all. Or some of them just crafting out beats, you know, just for the hell of it. Some. Uh, and, and so I definitely think, you know, producers today, they they definitely do need to get paid more. So. You know, respect respect that hustle. I mean, I'm not mad at it, especially you know, uh, some of these producers they're they're making great beats nowadays too. Um, and you know, like I said, um, for some of the beats, when it comes to them, you know, with uh, with them, you know, digging and searching through samples, getting that sample clearance uh, just ain't cheap either. So. So if you want that, um, if you want that sample um, from that producer, you probably gonna have to pay extra for the clearance. You gotta pay uh, another extra for the sample, and you know even more for the beat. So you definitely gotta cough up the money if that's what you want. But if you don't want to pay eight to ten thousand dollars for something that um you know a hot a hot producer has right now then just make the shit yourself and if you can't then cough up the money so i dev- uh, so again get uh give the producers the money they want so i'm not mad at them but you know they got mouths to feed too and if it wasn't for the producers it'd be just acapellas right so, producers like, and I always, uh, and this is this is me like speaking for me like I always when when we had CDs on when CDs was physical, mm-hmm. physical copy so go to the store and buy what you want. I used to first thing I did was open that booklet and look to see who produced what. That was my thing. Every album, every CD I bought, that's the first thing I did. Open the book, open the package, put the CD in, read the book. Yeah, they even did that on cassettes too. Look at the yeah, look at the credits and see who produced what. I missed that. I ain't gonna lie, I missed that era. Right. And and you know, sometimes it'd be certain I actually look at the thank the you know, I used to look at the uh, thank you shout outs. At the end of the book, and I remember like just, you know, certain pictures would be in the book. Mm-hmm. Then I remember, like sometimes they have the lyrics, they have the lyrics of the songs in the book too. 
Yeah, I remember that too. Then sometimes if you fold it all the way out, you get it's a poster. Right. So it was just dope shit, like how they packaged it and how they they market everything. Like I miss that. I do miss that era. Even though on Spotify you can still you can check, you know, who did the credits and all that. You they got a section for that to see who produced what. But I just miss reading the book. Like that was my Right. Like, you know, that was my that was our era. I'm old, so <laughs> Old nigga talking here. So. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. We gotta we gotta explain it for the younger ones. They missed out on that era. Yeah, they missed out. Y'all know shit. <laughs> oh man! But shout out to the producers, man. I respect y'all. Even at one point, I wanted to be one. So. It was just I just respect how what y'all craft is and y'all passion about just getting different, you know, the samples and flipping samples and shit like. And it, it I mean, even though it's, it seems easy now, just think of uh, of them, you know, trying to produce beats like back then, whether it's, you know, mid 90s, early 90s and things like that, too. Oh, the real derails and trying to man, it was a lot yeah, harder. Yeah. It's not just tapping the motherfucking beat pad. No, nigga. No, it's it was deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And it's a difference between producer and beat maker. Right. That's let's get that shit straight. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different. Beat maker is just have that sauce, they got one formula. You could tell us them, you know, with certain drums, whatever, you know, certain snares. Like, I could tell a Timbaland beat, I could tell a Pharrell beat because he got the four count at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Kanye with the samples, he had a certain drum pattern too at one point. You know, some, people, some producers got tags. And that's a good thing too, tagging your shit because. It's like, you know who's what. You hear that tag, you be like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's dope. But producers will actually... Do I think of a producer? I think about, like, Quincy Jones, like, Pharrell, Teddy Riley. Like, you know what I mean? Like, actually getting there and Dre telling you and be like, no, say it like this. That to me, that's a producer. Yeah. Beat maker just played a fucking beat for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I got some and then just playing that shit or whatever. Like they're not really guiding you. They just play beats for you. You just pick one. Versus, you know, I wanted this, you know, I wanted none of I want you I need to say it like this. Mm-hmm. Actually, like doing a reference. Yeah. So I respect, man. I respect both producers and beat makers. Get it how you, you know, get it how you live. But I just, yeah, I respect producers all the way. Right. Because every now and then I do go back and I do watch uh, Rhythm Roulette off of uh, Mass Appeal's YouTube channel. And you can just see, you know, they've had people like Ninth Wonder, Alchemist, uh, producer Black Milk, and, you know, you can just see how they just, um, 
like even if uh for example they try to like find a sample you can just see them uh, sometimes they go in record stores sometimes they just have like just vinyl um on bookshelves um in walls and they're just searching and searching and searching and then um they'll um i think it was alchemist um that i saw one he found one um played a record try to find like a good uh, sample from it then next thing you know he's uploading the beat and then he's just working and then next thing you know uh, right before your eyes, he just made a beat right there on the spot for um, for everybody, which was uh, pretty dope to see. But um, yeah, it, it's definitely um, it, it is definitely easier now than it was back then to you know try to get samples to play um, to not only get clearance but you know to get played on albums too because. Um, if you don't get that sample clearance, you can face lawsuits. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah. that shit can, uh, can be anywhere from twice as much as what it could be to 10 to uh, ten to 20 times worse than uh, what you're facing in a lawsuit, too. So, again, you got to respect them, you know, for mm -hmm. digging in the grave and getting that. Yeah, those people deserve their money, too, like... You sample them. I feel like they should get a, they should get a percentage off of that. Mm-hmm. They definitely should get a percentage. I remember God bless the dead. I remember Mac Miller was was. I remember at one point he was going through sample problems, sample mm -hmm. clearance problems at one point. Yep. Because they don't be wanting you to get the sample. Because they got a right to. To like, you know, cause they that's their art. They you know, they sensitive about their shit. So they don't want you saying no type of shit. Like, for example, there's a story about the uh what's my name, the five year old foreign. You know, he took this he took the Destiny Child, say my name. Mm-hmm. Her and Queen, you know, him and Queen Lodge side the Queen Lodge. They um it, he had a user on Angel Martinez and he said something about um Letting Beyonce hear it, but his lyrics about women, she wasn't too fond of, so he had to, you know, clean that up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but they got a right to say, nah, I don't want you saying this shit on my record. Like, you ain't about to butcher this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and speaking of, I think. Um... Coolio for Gangsta's Paradise, uh, he had to get clearance from Stevie Wonder. Uh, I can't think of the song off the top, but um, I guess Stevie uh, told him he could use the sample, but he couldn't curse on there. From what I hear, that um, and that that was way back then too. I think what ninety five. Yeah, yeah and I kind of think about it. He didn't curse. Mm hmm. And it was still a dope record. He made a guess. He made a song called "Gangsta's Paradise" and didn't cuss. Yep. Oh, "Pastime Paradise." That's the sample from Stevie Wonder. I don't think I heard that one. I don't know. I probably did, didn't know that was the song. Oh, it samples the chorus. Okay. Because I'm I'm reading it right here. It samples the core the chorus and instrumentation. 
Mm, I'm out there. It is called Pastime Paradise. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, check it I, out. I play it, but again, uh, I'm I'm not trying to get I mean, hit with the uh, copyright. Like, nah, uh, no. Yeah, we we don't need that. I'll play this shit after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> this is the third season. We ain't trying to get fucked up already. Oh, uh, right for real. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that that's what uh, what sampled. And I do remember uh, reading or hearing about um, he he could use the sample, but he couldn't curse on there. Yeah. So yeah, that I thought that was a uh, pretty cool. Um, shoot. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to add uh, before we get into uh, the BET Awards? Man, let's get it right into the BET Awards. Let's go. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's get into the BET Awards that happened um, last, well, yeah, last weekend. Uh, anyway, um, BET Awards happened. A lot of uh, a lot of things happened, which uh, definitely caught a lot of viewers and myself uh, off guard uh, since a lot of surprise appearances. Um a lot of surprise wins. Um, I'll go ahead and ask you, what was uh, the biggest surprise for you at this year's BET Awards? Shit, Shine. <laughs> shine coming out and performing that song. You mean you talk about a nigga standing up? Mm-hmm. And it was like, what the fuck? Nigga had the suit, the bow tie, and even the lyrics was cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And here that we was, thought uh, Shine would never rap again. Yeah, that was crazy. I no fuck that. I didn't think he was gonna be in a, on the stage with Diddy again. Like that shit fucked me up. Like if you know the backstory behind that whole situation. Mm-hmm. This is Puff Daddy, like that era where he was just getting all kind of charges and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. He dealing with J Lo at the time, like, well, that's Puff Daddy, but yeah, um, yeah, that was a good moment. Um, Mary J. Blige winning the award was a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole bad boy. Um, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award was good. It was some cool moments. It was a lot of moments that kind of, and you could tell that it was a, it was a, it was a, like it was a, it was a flop. You could tell it was a bad. You know, they kind of missed, the, dropped the ball on that. Some like teleprompter stuff. Yeah. But, you know, but here's the thing. I mean, uh, I'm not saying uh, Taraji P. Henson wasn't a bad host. I think when it comes to situations like that, that's the perfect moment, you know, for like a Chris Rock, a Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, or any type of comedian to, you know, shine. Since, you know, when shit happens like that, you know, you got to stretch for time. You got to, you know, um, 
you know, try to keep the audience entertained, you know, yeah, tell yeah. jokes and things like that, too. Yeah, you got to have somebody that's seasoned. Mm-hmm. And the comedian would have just glossed, glossed over that moment, and you would never know. You would never know that shit was fucked up. Or maybe, or maybe they might just or sometimes they'll highlight the situation. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They just keep it real about the shit, and then they just tell a joke about it. Like, but you got to be seasoned. You got to be that, you know, that type, you know, to to pull that off. Like, Nataraji was good. Yeah, she but, she did uh, she did a thing, and she um, did what she could. It was she could, but certain instances it was like, what? For real. The performances, I was like, uh. <laughs> besides the Diddy one, um, the Ella. The Ella, the elevator performance was straight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I thought that was um, that was one of the best ones of the night compared to you know um, even though it was good seeing Joey Badass on stage, yeah, uh, yeah. that was solid. Uh, the Give the Giveon performance was yeah. Man, they uh, but they, I think they blame that on audio issues. Sing off key like a motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, "That's your man? Like, <laughs> whose man's is this?" Like, yep, last year's best new artist winner. <laughs> Need I'm to like, be damn. most most improved player. <laughs> nah, but. Um. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that wasn't it. I was like, what the fuck? Kanye came out with the Bane outfit, like perfect. Came out with that uh that big ass coat. <laughs> Mask over his face, breathing like Darth Vader into the microphone. <laughs> right, and you can tell, he, and he, you can tell that shit was suffocating too, because you could just hear him, <sighs> like all in in the microphone yeah, too. I know it's hot in that fucking building. You about to die on stage. <laughs> we know it's you, nigga. Take that shit off your head. Like. And that nigga, nah, fuck that. That nigga had the mask with the gloves. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? But I stood up, though. I'm like, I ain't seen my boy outside in a minute. Mm-hmm. Since he kind of laid low. After that uh, Fabio yeah, Foreigner song, he been laying low. I was like, oh, shit, that's yay on the wars? Like, okay. Everybody stood up like, oh, shit, we got to hear what this thing got to say, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah, cause it's been a long time since Kanye appeared at uh, the BET Awards. That's true, too, yeah. 
I want to say the last time he was there was the Dark Twisted Fantasy era. Like when he was trying to, you know, get his name back in, uh, you know, back outside after that whole Taylor Swift inc- incident. Yeah, I think I think it was. Uh, or maybe the year after that. It 2011? was 2012. It was 2012 because it did the whole. It might. Yeah, 2012. That was the whole good music shit. Oh, yeah. And Jay was supposed to be there, but he came late. And he had to he had to call Audible and do his own song. Because they was trying to because they was gonna try to do because they did Mercy on stage. And then they was gonna do they was gonna have Jay come out and do the Watch the Throne shit, but Jay never showed up. So mm-hmm. he had to do his own song. And then they won an award for niggas in Paris, I think. Damn it, it! Damn it's yeah, it's been about a decade since he last yeah. appeared there. Now he did hella MTV award appearances though, but oh yeah, I don't know if it's because they paid him uh, the the, uh, the swag bag they had for him or what, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> he did do, he did bro! make multiple appearances, bro, bro. Bro, I like yo. This nigga is drunk. He, he going off. I gotta go back. I gotta go back and look at that shit. This nigga was going off. He talked to the audience members. Hey, hey, nah. Hey, hold on, quiet, bro. Hold on. Quiet, bro, bro. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then the year after that, I think after that, after that, he capped it off with a morning for president. And then he dropped the mic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. That's when uh, he won uh, the Video Vanguard Award from MTV. Yeah, and then the next year he had another six minutes, and then he played. Uh, he played faded. Remember that? Yeah. He took that moment to uh, show love to Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That wasn't even my favorite VMA performance for him. Mine's is the course, the classic Runaway. Red suit with the key with the with the uh with the beat with the beat machine like mm-hmm. classic and that's like you said that was after the Taylor Swift shit that was his first like public appearance since that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Came back, dropped the whole project on y'all niggas. And like I said, with uh, with that project, now that we know it as a uh, dark twisted fantasy, that was um, that was a hail mary uh, throw right there. It was because if <laughs> that shit would have flopped, that probably would have been the end of his career. Never been the end of it. Then he and then he come on. He dropped. Um, yeah, he dropped. The Autumn Good Fridays to set it up. Um, and then he dropped. He, bro, he dropped like three. Well, to me, this album was a classic, but not to, not to a lot of people. But he dropped like three classics. At four, shit. He dropped. Uh, you got to think. He, gotta, he dropped Darkness of Fantasy. Then he dropped 
Watch the throne. Then Yeezus. In between that, he dropped uh, good music. Mm-hmm. Then my life of Pablo. Like he was that nigga was going off. That was like I compare Kanye's second year. I I, I compare uh Kanye's year after 2010. I compare that to like Shawn Michaels year when he came back. Mm-hmm. When he came back, not not nine not ninety Shawn Michaels, but twenty two thousands Shawn Michaels. Yeah, two, yeah, two thousand two. Yeah. That nigga would just had his best matches. He had his best matches in 2000, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that Shawn Michaels, like... Yeah, I feel like Kanye had... He just had his second win. No. And, dog, I ain't gonna lie. Kanye got three errors. Mm-hmm. With the college dropout error, which is one of my favorites. And then when he left after... um. What's that? What's that album? Eight Days of Heartbreak, and then took the hiatus, came back, dropped uh, um, Doctor's The Fantasy that era, two thousand era, two, no twenty ten era, and then now the new Kanye, like the uh, the Jesus, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. Donda. The Donna era, that nigga back outside, he wearing masks and shit. Like, he got, bro, that nigga got three eras, bro. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, this like Jay Z got, I think Jay Z got like three eras too. Like, mm-hmm. We got, we got Bosky out, Jay, now. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn Bosky <laughs> Brooklyn Bosky Yeah, Brooklyn Basquiat, which is grown man, um, mature Jay Z. Yeah, mature, exactly. The richest nigga in the room. Yeah, you got Brooklyn Basquiat. You got uh, uh, businessman Jay, which was, uh, I would say, the blueprint era. Those three yeah. albums, and you got um, uh, Hustler Jay Z. Yeah, I say those three. You're right. Hustler Jay Z was like from '96 all the way to 20, 2000, 2001. Yeah, I, I, I noticed 2001. Because he started Rockefeller, not Rockefeller, but Rockefeller, which he started that like. He started Rockaway around volume three. Uh-huh. And then he didn't they didn't develop the Rockaway. Rock Rock, you said Rockaway. He didn't develop the Rockefeller chain into like the blueprint era. I was looking at his album covers and I was looking at uh images of Jay-Z. Like I looked at like all the nineties. He he didn't have the rock chain until the blueprint era. Yeah. That's when he developed the label chain and then he ended up like you know signing niggas and then giving them chains too. So But uh back to the BET we went off on a tangent. But the BET awards 
It was cool. It was calling. I feel like last year was better. Oh, but yeah, with the, um, even though they were still following COVID protocols, yeah. Yeah, but they still put on a dope-ass show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the one with Mary J. Blige, right? I think she got, she had got the, the Lifetime Achievement Award last, that, that was it 2021? I think so. Let me, let me look that the up. Mary, the Mary era when she did all that, the, uh, her medley of songs. I think so. Let, let me look that up again. Oh, that had Queen Latifah with the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. You said who? Queen Latifah. Yeah. She won the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that also had, uh, you know, the tribute to uh, DMX. You had uh, uh, Kurt Franklin and Lil Baby at the beginning. Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, Tyler, the, yeah, Tyler, the creator, he did Lumberjack. You had uh, her performing. Moneybag Yo. So yeah, that 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 was that one. Uh, that was last year. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was one of them. Uh, for me, I would say the biggest surprise that happened during the show was during Lotto's performance and then near the end they brought out Mariah Carey since um, uh, her, uh, her song sampled uh, Mariah Carey's Fantasy. Oh yeah, that, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, again, Joey Badass, um, Chance the Rapper, that was solid. Because it, it, it's always good to, you know, hear new music from people you haven't heard from in, in quite some time. And, damn, I think that was Joey uh, Joey's first performance in quite some time. Because I, I can't remember uh, the last time he put out an album. I think that was, what, uh, I want to say 2014? Uh, I think it was yeah. All-American. Damn, it's been that long? Since you yeah. dropped that shit. Oh, uh, let me let me hold on. Let me fact check that. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me look. Joey badass. Well, he. I mean, if you count the Escape from New York, the Beast Coast. Oh yeah. But I don't really count that shit. Like the solo. The solo shit is 2017. 2017? 
All American badass. Yep. Oh, damn. Yeah, he about to so drop. It's been a minute. Two thousand. That shit about to be fire. I ain't gonna lie. Right. I, I, he just dropped the video not too long ago. Mm-hmm. A couple days ago, like two days ago. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, bro. He looking like he looking like motherfucker unique. <laughs> oh, power. That's what he looking like. <laughs> he in he in his bag. I ain't gonna lie. Right, but. But uh, I also can't be too mad because uh, Joey has been on the acting tip, too. He did uh, Wu-Tang. He did another uh, independent uh, movie uh, that got nominated for a reward, I think. Yeah, he won. He won that shit. He got an Oscar. Oh, shit. Okay. I think he won that shit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been on the acting tip, too. Um, so that was good to see him back and, you know, um, performing, um, it was good to see, it was good to see Jack Harlow and Brandy squash their quote unquote beef on stage. That, that was, uh, good to see. Uh, (laughs) Um, what else happened? Um. Yeah, def- uh, I will also say the shine moment was uh, good too. Um, you know, um, you know, Diddy kind of having the audience in their fields, you know, paying tribute to uh, uh, to Kim Porter. That yeah, was, right. was good. Uh, too. Um, during uh, Diddy's lifetime uh, achievement award performance. Um, I, I definitely think uh, if he were still alive, he should have brought out Craig Mack to do flavor in your ear. If he were still alive. Um, oh, my God. The crowd went up. Yep, that. Uh, I know Biggie would have been there, too, if he were if he were still alive. Oh, of course. Oh, man. It must be the blast. <laughs> Hey, a lot of niggas don't fuck with the original, but I do, bro. He killed that shit. He did. I remember he killed when that he, shit. I remember when he performed that on all that, that very first season. He had little kids, you know, jumping up in the crowd, uh, too. Had oh, them screaming. Yeah. Now let me hear you say brand new flavor. I, I, I um, I gotta find that. Uh, that performance is on YouTube. I gotta send that to you. All I remember from all that is the Ice Cube performance. That nigga was doing, you can do it, put your back into it, bro. Oh, no, that was uh, We Be Clubbing. Oh, yeah. Fuck, still, same, man, still a fucked up song to sing at all kids' <laughs> function. <laughs> take it off, take it off, take it off. <laughs> we Be Clubbing. Ice Cube was wilding for that. What? They wild shit, that motherfucker. Nah, Ice Cube. Nah, bro. He had to clean that shit up. That's why he did Ari Daria and all that shit. He had to clean that shit up. <laughs> he had to clean his image up. Like, he fucked up. He could have did. I'm, to, to me, honestly, that's the safest song this nigga did. To, unless he did. Nah, he could have did. It was a good day, though. 
but I think that, that was been, uh, that 97. Yeah, that might have been that would have been his safest song. Mm-hmm. It was a good day, cause damn that nigga did we be clubbing. Oh my god! And I and I still think that's the performance where Nick uh, Nickelodeon just went okay, no more rap. We yeah, got no more rap. That shit is done. <laughs> Not a fucked it up. Y'all don't, we done fucked it up. Oh man, but all all that them them first three seasons they had they had great performances. They had, um, I think that was one of uh, uh, Usher's first TV uh, performances too. He was on there. I don't really remember the performances on that to be honest. Yeah, I I kind of do because uh some of the performances you know that you know kind of made the show what it was now. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of how it made the show more memorable. You know, they had uh Brandy in the first season. They had Monica, if I remember, uh, Naughty by Nature. Uh, I think that was the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, can't forget they had Nas on there too for the third season. Mm-hmm. They had uh, him, uh, MC Light. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was on there. Um, Drew Hill. No, I, I got to look for some of them performances on YouTube too. So, because because again. Uh, like I said, some of the performances that kind of w- what made all that, um, you know, memorable. But uh, but but also, I'm getting off. Also, also the theme so Yeah, TLC on the. Come on, man. For real. Yeah, left by spitting on that shit, man. Even when they brought it back, they still kept the theme song. Yeah, like you had. Yeah, Chili on the hook. Well, well, T-Bob on too. But you really hear Chili, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, LL Cool J, he was on there, too. Heavy D, rest in peace to him. Yeah, rest in peace. You, you, you had Ray J performing uh, on there, too, but we'll, we'll get to him a little bit later. <laughs> But uh, but uh, let me get back to uh, the BET Awards. Um, shit. Oh no, it it was a good show. I I didn't have any problems with it too. Uh, I think I wrote uh, with them just you know having it be a four hour show. I'm just telling myself they should just make it like WrestleMania, just break it into two nights. Especially hey. you know, for the people for the people who got to get up early in the morning for work. I'm gonna be honest, niggas is not watching premieres no more. Nigga, you could you could DVR that shit now. Yeah, that's true. And you can watch that shit with no commercials. Just fast forward that bit. Right. The reason why I watched the premiere wasn't nothing to do. It was just like, fuck it. Be two words on tonight. You just gonna watch this shit. Right. Sometimes the live um the live show is better than the pre-recorded because you get to see things that you know they're going to edit out anyway. 
See, that was the thing. That was the thing about. See, and that was the thing about watching the VMA Awards because they was editing a lot of shit after mm-hmm. the fact because a lot of shit was just unpredictable. So I was like, right. damn, I got to miss the VMAs. But now that we got social media, man, they you can't miss shit no more. Yeah, that's true. The niggas going to see it and post it. You got people that's paid to just look at shit like, oh shit, record this shit. We're gonna put it on Shave Room or Ball or whatever. Like this that's how I found a fucking uh Will Smith. I know, I think you said this shit to me. The Will yeah, Smith that Will Smith Chris Rock incident. I thought it was fake, but Yeah, that the whole uh Bone Thugs and Three Six fight too. Oh yeah, suck my dick. <laughs> Like, whoa, Gin Juicy, come on, bro. You don't invite a man to your parts, bro. Come on. <laughs> Not even Dipset them did that. Right. They said some foul shit to each other. Like. Real foul shit. Shit. But yeah, but yeah, going back to you know the live show, uh, like you said, sometimes them live shows they be you know it's worth watching instead of you know the pre-recorded stuff because uh, you know they be cutting and editing out a lot of stuff because uh, remember Fat Joe back in two thousand five where he uh, he was about to announce an award winner. And then, uh, like right before he opened the envelope, he said, um, "I just uh, he said something along the lines of, I feel safe in the arena uh, tonight due to all this police protection, thanks to G Unit or some something like that." Something. Uh, uh, I don't know the, uh, exactly the phrase, but yeah. That was the VMA Awards. Yeah. Oh, they, I forgot they was beefing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after Fifty got for, uh, got done performing his song, uh, that's when you know he was basically saying "f Fat, uh, Fat Joe" in the mic, and you know MTV they just kept you know hitting the the sensor button. Oh, is that when he did uh, Amusement Park? Or was that BT Wars? That was BT. Because I remember with, that Amusement Park performance, performance. You know he, he came, didn't he didn't do shit. He did. I'm like, what the fuck? Because he came on there with the shades on doing music, and he was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, uh, wow, what? I know. I was confused. I didn't know what the fuck happened. Right. He just walking around in the audience. It seemed like he didn't even know the words to the song, or he didn't even try. All you hear was instrumental. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Nigga ain't perform shit. Right? Wasted BET time, wasted our time. Especially my time. Right? Oh, man. But uh, with with the BET Awards again, it it was a solid show. It, they did um, they did good, uh, you know, especially uh, with you know Kanye appearing. Like I said, uh, him with that big ass uh, jacket on, breathing hard like he Darth Vader. 
Um, wasn't expecting him there. Um, wasn't expecting Mariah Carey. Wasn't expecting Brandy. Um, you know, it, it it had a lot of good surprises, which you know they tried to make the show more, you know, um, what not only uh, watchable, but you know, get people talking about it too. So uh, yeah. definitely, it, it was a good look for BET to do all that too. Um, another thing, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Another thing that I noticed about the show is that Doja Cat, she was uh, the most nominated artist uh, for the whole night, and she didn't win a damn thing. That's crazy. Yeah, she didn't win anything. Yeah, that was fucked up. Right. But I don't think she was at the uh, the show to begin with. Cause I don't think I saw her. Uh, I I didn't see any red carpet pics or anything like that. But yeah. But you know it is what it is. But I know. thought she did was. Uh, I thought she did was something. And somebody took the award on her behalf. Maybe not. I don't know. God, I remember some chick won an award, but she wasn't there. I don't know. You might have to fat check that, Nick. I don't know. Mm. Nope, she didn't win anything. Oh, okay. It was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember the weekend he wasn't there uh, when he won. Uh, Kendrick, he was overseas uh, when he won. Uh, I don't think Meg, uh, Megan Thee Stallion was there. Uh, I think she. I think she was. I don't know if she. I don't know if she. I don't know. I've right been, right been VMAs. I've been getting them shit mixed up. Yeah, now that shit, just by looking at some of these awards winner, uh, award winners, some of them weren't uh there. No, it wasn't. Yeah, because uh, Bruno Mars, he accepted for album of the year since uh, Anderson Pack, I think he was overseas or something like that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, The weekend wasn't there. Uh, like I said, Kendrick Lamar, he was overseas. Um, Mary J, she was there. Uh, Zendaya, she wasn't there. Uh, who won for best best actress? Um, I'm glad Tim's won for uh best in- international act. Yeah, she's dope as fuck. Yeah, so I, I'm not um I'm not mad at that, but um, free mind free mind is definitely in the playlist right now. Mm-hmm. I need a gun that you cannot buy. I need a gun. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's hard. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> little vibe. She gave me like Sade vibes a little bit. Like she got a whole different voice. I like it. And she bad too, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before we get into this versus battle that happened? Yeah, shout out to BT, man. I, you know, I really support them. We've been watching their channel for years. And it's good to see them still doing shows because ain't nobody going to look out for us like we look out for us. You know what I'm saying? So that's True. shout out to the to the to the staff at BT for putting on a show, whether you don't like it or not, they still push it forward. So shout out to them. Right, def uh definitely. Um oh man, let's 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 get into this versus battle. Um all right, let I I don't even know where to begin with this. Um Man, let's start off with the pre-show, dog. <laughs> the pre-show. All right, let, let's go ahead and talk about the pre-show, uh, what, what happened. Oh, man. Uh, j just go ahead. Uh, what were your thoughts on the pre-show? Man, what the fuck? <laughs> My thoughts on that was, in the good game, it was a two-hour pre-show. Two-on-two is really two-on-one because Ray J wasn't doing shit. <laughs> and that's my dog but Ray J wasn't doing shit Bobby Valentino was carrying the load Sammy everybody had ego like from the DJ no for, yeah from the fucking yeah from the DJ to D-Ray everybody had ego like everybody had everybody tried to have their moment like Sammy tried to prove that he had hits you can just name like two hits from him. I name I can name like I honestly name about four or five from Sammy. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna try him like that. <laughs> <laughs> he got about five. Pleasure P. He doing a pretty Ricky shit, which is cool. But he trying to. Make it seem like he the Beyonce and shit of the group. Mm -hmm. He really did leave, and when he left, the group did fall off. But, but still, like you just be shitting on the band members, like nah, I did these records, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? I'm like, oh man, come on, bro. Niggas want to be Frankie Lyman so bad, like. <laughs> Like, come on, bro. Then you got Ray J. They was put, see, uh, now niggas be, oh, niggas, niggas be tripping off the one wish clip. Cool. <laughs> but you don't, you don't get the same effect unless you watch the whole shit leading to that point. Like, you can't just go to the clip and watch it. You gotta, you gotta witness from, I watched that shit from the beginning all the way to that point. And niggas was antagonizing him about one wish, and then when he finally did it, that nigga sounded horrible. <laughs> I got a, I got a clip. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me play this shit. Hold play on. The, play the, play the clip, sir. All right, hold on. Wish to have a fancy car. Wish to have a million bucks. Well, I wish I don't be in love. <laughs> I make one wish and I wish it all on you. 
Till my baby's born. 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 Oh God! My baby born. <laughs> so my voice is trash. <laughs> so my voice is trash. That shit was terrible, bro. Bro. Oh, oh my God! You should have just let Sammy do that shit. Oh God. You should have drunk your tea, my nigga. Like, you you was up there thinking, like, this shit about to be sweet. No. No, nigga. Shit, you got exposed. ate a couple noodles before this shit. Nigga should have ate something. <laughs> oh, God. That nigga sound like he ain't drunk water in two weeks. I just want to know what made him what made him bring a baby on stage and then try to sing that shit too. He tried to sing to the baby killing the killing his fucking ears off. <laughs> that nigga voice was drier than desert pussy. Right? Oh shit. That shit was just terrible. Like... Oh man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to figure out um, uh, what made him dra- uh, drag that baby on stage and then try to uh, sing with it uh, with him on his arms. That uh, nigga voice voice was drier than damn Larry David's sense of humor. <laughs> oh shit! Come on, that shit was terrible. Then you got Bobby V. You don't know if he's singing to niggas or girls. We don't know. Like, and what ki- what killed me is he was trying to uh, hit like that little two step on stage. What uh, Ray J was singing that too. Oh yeah, they try to hype the nigga up, man. <laughs> Shit did not work. <laughs> niggas had the lighters on stage. Oh man. To my baby's boy, to my baby boy. <laughs> Terrible. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. I'm a, I, I was like, Ray, Ray J about to kill this one wish performance. No, he killed it all right. <laughs> killed his damn voice. <laughs> Oh man, man. Oh, God. Yeah, like like you said, um, it it was just egos left and right. Um, like I I just remember like uh, he's uh, hold on, I got another clip. Hold on, um, this was right. when, uh, he got all pissed off at uh, Bobby V and and all them. Been interrupting my song, singing the songs, hitting and singing the harmonies. I start again, acapella to try to serenade Princess. And y'all go, one wish again, like, damn, like, like, just let me get one off. The ungratefulness. 
<laughs> Why do people that you try Shit. to help be so ungrateful? And that, and that was Ray J's one God, wish. Damn. All y'all been talking about is one wish. One wish, right. one wish. One. All through the promo, Let everything. Y'all can't get off. enough of one wish. Right. Let Ray J get his song yeah, off. Yeah. All y'all niggas is mad because y'all don't own y'all hits. That's what I, I said. I own all my shit. Ray J, that's what I said. I own all my shit. Yeah, yeah. Nigga say, hold on, hold on, hold on, my shit. I ain't getting raped no more. The label ain't raping me no more. I own my shit now. <laughs> Fuck you talk about, Ray J. You better stick to your scooty bites, nigga. <laughs> stick to the earphones that he sell on the Raycons. He sell them Raycons, nigga. <laughs> the fuck? Brandy uh, brother, that yeah. nigga went from that nigga went from Ray J to Brandy back to Brandy's brother that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he gotta earn that nigga. He gotta earn his name back. He fucked up. <laughs> you had one. You had one job, Ray J. You got. You just got one song, bro. You fucked that up. Right. <laughs> That's like why see. Coming out and doing racks and forgetting forgetting lyrics. Then you just got one record. <laughs> and then that was your moment to come back. Like that's like Kurt K. Chris doing A Bay Bay and forgetting the lyrics. <laughs> like nigga, you just got three hits, bro. And then. <laughs> And then uh, he ba- uh, he uh, and then there was this clip uh, right here too. Kicking me out of this group, man. Nah, you you doing the lead in this one. You David Rubin, baby. That's my shit. You David Rubin. Hey, I was, I, I missed a few notes on that, but I was holding my son. And you know what I'm saying? Y'all got excuse me for that. <laughs> nah, fuck nah. <laughs> hey, yo, see, I you, yo, your son ain't got nothing to do with your voice, my nigga. <laughs> hey, I'ma make up for that one. I heard it too. But every you try, man. And it was like. Good try, my nigga. That that ain't it, bro. No, that was it. You fucked that up. <laughs> and I just love how pissed off he looked when when they just kept singing one wish, and he just he just staring off like these motherfuckers right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, and, and another thing that killed me too uh, was that um, Jeremiah, he was there too. He he was just as bad as Ray J. Oh my God. 
Jeremiah terrible. Cause we <laughs> come back in the club. I was like, oh my god, that ain't, bruh. Dang it, Mario was like, Jer, I ain't gonna lie, Jeremiah, that ain't, that ain't it. <laughs> Oh god. Entertaining fucking night, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Oh, I was entertained. I was entertained, bro. For real. Oh man. Like I said, memorable for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. It was so unorthodox. So many egos. DJ having a fucking blast. I'm that nigga. Fuck y'all. I'm like, damn, this nigga got his own agenda. Like, everybody had their own agenda that night. Like, right. Omarion came up the stage with all the theatrics. Like, right. The only, the only one, the only winner of that versus was uh, Mario. Mario. Then you got them. Uh, oh, Marion. You got a Marion goddamn. His dancers don't know when it's their cue and shit. Like, oh shit, oh shit, come on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. Niggas ain't even ready. These niggas eating water. I'll never look at watermelon the same ever in my fucking Oh god. <laughs> my question is what was he trying to, to accomplish by doing that? Like I, I get, he he's trying to you know uh, simulate sex on stage and all that, but it's just like, come on, bro! Like you you doing way too much, way too much. You got your twin brother on stage, not twin, but I'm like, bro, what the fuck are y'all doing, bro? Who the fuck authorized y'all to? Abuse a watermelon. Who the? My question is, who the fuck brought the watermelon to begin with? Right. Whose idea was it to bring the watermelon? Like, <laughs> who said, "Damn, bro, I got an idea. It's gonna get the hoes going crazy." <laughs> he did all that theatrics. Meanwhile, Mario just see that's the same thing. With the dipset shit. <laughs> like, you, you came there with all the hits, but you didn't come prepared. Oh, man. It's a pattern. It's a pattern in all verses. Mm-hmm. Once you go there and think it's shit is sweet, you lose. Mm-hmm. You just go up there and just base it off hits. And you're not really performing and rehearsing this shit, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. And Amaria, and we saw that with Amaria. Amaria got more hits, but it didn't hit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mario doing freestyles, he doing new ass songs, just crooning hoes, like just singing there with the Amari jacket. Just cr- trench coat, just crooning hoes. Like, 
just singing. He'll drop the beat. He doing runs. I'm like, yo, this nigga is killing this shit. He killing this shit. Like, he had the hoes going crazy. They screaming. They. I remember I see some panties got thrown at him. I'm like, damn, Amari ain't getting shit. He switching outfits. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> right, and... <laughs> And and like you said, when when he started, you know, doing new shit and freestyles, that's when I'm just like, all right, yeah, that's the clear cut, uh, clear cut winner right there. Right. Because damn. <laughs> but um, but I I will say that Ray J he went on uh Joe Button's uh podcast and he gave um um an explanation of what happened. <laughs> With uh, him and his vocals during um, that that whole uh, versus battle or one sided victory, uh, take a listen. Here we go. It's, it's something that I didn't have planned. Yo, you was having too much fun, man. Yeah, I was having too much fun, and I woke up and I said, "Was and I seen it? I was like, that's me. That's me. That's me, man. Like, and it's getting, I guess, it's continuing to go. You know? it's yeah, like, it's got legs. Yeah, man. I just, I hate when that happens. The plan was, I was supposed to. The plan was me for me to stand. Right in the middle of the stage with a mic stand, like I started every song, I was supposed to stand there and not move anywhere. That was the whole structure and rehearsal. <laughs> so it was like I totally went off, but yeah, but that that wasn't wine. Like what was that was yak. What was the drink for the that night? That was yak. That Casamigo. That my sister was there oh, and then, man. Got, your sister's no, name is the voice well, well i just that's what i mean so i gotta i gotta i owe it to the singers and to the r&b cats that really do harmonies to come back and, and redeem myself they don't have to be for verses just live anywhere on the street yeah, and a <laughs> You would not, you just would never know. No, like, you no. just would never know last night. But, but I will, I will work harder. Something you know like, I, I, like, like, what's crazy is that people tell me it was a successful night, oh but I God. wanted to do something vocally that really, you know, woke people up. You did. Damn. 
shit. <laughs> man said it was the, it was the Casamigos that got him that made him have a fucked up performance. Oh my but god! Damn. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh shit! But yeah, uh, like like I said, that versus it it had a lot of people talking for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! But yeah, but but they were right about something too. Like <laughs> little Saint looking down at Omari on doing that shit. Like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> oh shit! Disappointed. You fucked me up. That was my pick, too. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, anything else you want to add before we, uh, uh, rank some songs? Nah, we can go ahead and rank songs, cuz. Oh, I, I, got, I got one quick one. Uh, Hold on. To all those artists, bro, don't be going to verses thinking shit is sweet. Have y'all learned from Dipset? Don't <laughs> go there thinking this offers the strip of hits that you're going to win. No, it's all about performance. Now, I'm going to fuck about hits. It's about performance. How can you rule the crowd? This is a live show. You're not just playing a motherfucking track and letting niggas know. Mm-hmm. You're actually performing these records now. You got to rehearse, bro. You got to know what songs to pick. Jadakiss did that shit twice. Jadakiss, they've they been playing songs off the fly. Jadakiss is like, oh, you got female records? I got two. You got street records? I got street records, too. You got conscious records? I got conscious records, too. What's up? You want to braggadocious? I got braggadocious shit, too. Mm-hmm. You got mixtape shit. I got mixtape shit. Shit too. Like he killed Fab, and Fab could have killed him. <laughs> Fab could have went. Fab doing all these commercial ass shit. I'm like Fab. Don't don't act like you ain't got street records. I think don't I think like, you went. Don't act like, don't act like you ain't got. That, go ahead. Now I'm saying don't don't act like you ain't got clue tape records. Right. You got two freestyles. That could match up to Jadakiss. Like he just, his DJ, he just the Fab just didn't take the time, man. Right. Um, I was gonna say, I think he went the uh, the commercial route, so that way, you know, people, you know, they were familiar with the songs that he had, you know, um, at the time, instead of you know just trying to stay on the you know the mixtape circuit. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Jadakiss stuck on the street shit. And Fab could have did it, but he trusted the DJ. I'm like, dog, you should have been up there like, nah, play uh play uh the freestyle from uh DJ Clue, the professional. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have had a whole lot of shit he could have played, bro. He had some shit from the soul tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no competition. Like he fucked up, man. I was like, man, get man, let me let me play five songs, bro. <laughs> it would have been over with for Jadakiss. Even if you didn't lose, even if you didn't win, he wouldn't have lost like so bad. Jada said he a two-time versus champ. He uh kicked Fab's ass drunk and he uh defeated 
Dipset uh, without wow. even having the uh, the other two members. Right. And they get rapid, one freestyle. And they get rapid styles P verses. <laughs> but uh, before we uh, we we rank some songs, I'll ask you this: Do you think Ray J should redeem? Uh, should get a redemption? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, <laughs> you gonna have to get on live TV, bro, and just sing one wish, bro. I can tell it. I think, I think I would be invested in a rematch uh, for Ray J if he had more hits. I think that would probably be the only way that I would be invested in that. Yeah, Young Berg didn't even want to perform Sexy Can I. He knew he lost. Like, mm-hmm. He was like, shit, fuck it, I'm here. <laughs> Pull up, little mama. It's your boy, Youngkin. Oh yeah, yeah. If if Ray J had more hits, I I definitely say you know uh, let him get his rematch or you know give him a, another opponent. But yeah, you know it is it, it's tough. It's, it's tough, tough when you know people only know you for just that one song. <laughs> right, like niggas better put respect on. Wait a minute. Yep. What else? Uh, Sexy can I? Like you said. Gifts. Mm-hmm. Shawty got gifts. 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 Damn girl. Shawty got <laughs> gifts. Got... He got some joints, man. He do. I just hate how people are just, you know, saying the only hit he has is just that. Yeah. You know, Ray J got the you know, one of many songs that niggas is singing in the rain and shit. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of those in two thousands. Mm-hmm. You got it bad, Usher. <laughs> they bow out of my system, nigga was raining, rapping. It was raining and shit, they just spare. I should, I said, I should, you got a bad video. Oh, Mario, you got sir. Everybody rapping, everybody doing something in the rain and shit. Oh, shit. But yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I would say if he had more, uh, more hits, more well-known hits, I should say, then yeah, I would say give him, uh, give him a rematch. But I I don't know if he does do another versus and he don't you uh and, and he doesn't use uh one wish then I would say you know he he hold hold that L. But that's just me. <laughs> but uh uh again, anything else you want to add before we start ranking these songs? Nah, bring go ahead and bring another classic. Bring All another right. entertaining moment. 
right. Yeah, you can do it. All right, let's get it. Um, let's get into ranked. Um, th- for this time around, since um, a couple episodes back, we did uh, storytelling songs. This time, uh, we got some more storytelling songs. Um, I'll do uh, like we did uh, the first go around. Uh, I'll tell you the song. I'll tell you what the song is about since it's a storytelling song. And then, like, after I say all four songs, uh, I'll review them again. So, uh, basically, the first one we got is Eminem's Mockingbird. Long story short about that one, it's basically him, you know, pinning the tale to his daughter about um, him and his whole mom's, uh, him and uh, her mom's uh, relationship with one another between um, uh, her and Eminem since she was just a child at the time. And, you know, M reassuring that he'll always be there for his daughter uh, and uh, and things like that, too. So um, you have that. You have um, you have Kendrick's How Much a Dollar Cost in um in my opinion, this might be one of his best songs that doesn't really get a lot of uh, recognition. Uh, this uh, song is basically uh, Kendrick, uh, I believe he was in Africa, and he uh, runs into this homeless man who tries asking him for a dollar, but Kendrick, you know, being the street guy that he is, he knows that if he does give him a dollar, uh, he he's just going to blow it on alcohol, but Turns out uh, when he doesn't, uh, the homeless man turns out to be God himself. And, um, you know, a great song from that one, too. Um, Third song is a classic one, Slick Rick, A Children's Story. Basically, um, long story short, with that song, Slick Rick tells, um, you know, a bedtime story to a couple of kids um, about uh, robbers and, you know, a person getting shot and things like that. Um, and then last, uh, the last song is, um, you know, a, a classic as well from uh, the Wu-Tang Clan with uh, Cream. And <clears throat> with that one, uh, it basically tells a story. Um, I believe all the members of Wu-Tang, they all tell the story of, um, you know, how life is and, you know, life shouldn't uh, be so rough uh, at being at a young age and things like that. Um, If you haven't heard the song, then chances are you shouldn't be listening to this podcast at all. Um, So, so again, you have uh, Wu-Tang with Cream, you have Kendrick with How Much a Dollar Costs, you have Eminem with Mockingbird, and you have Slick Rick with uh, A Children's Story. So, out of those uh, four, uh, how are you going to rank them, Jared? Uh, for one, we're going to put the Mockingbird number four, even though it was a good record um, compared to everything else. So it's not compared to be on top two. Good song, though, but, I mean, that was off the Eminem show, right? I believe so. Yeah. But let me let I, me fact check that. But go ahead. I ain't really listened to that song that much, but it was a cool storyline though. Uh number three. Oh, hmm. it was off Encore. Encore, all right, okay. 
Hmm. I'm gonna have to do how much a dollar really cost. Number three, dope ass song. Actually, my favorite song. Actually, like my top three favorite song, top five favorite song off the album. Mm-hmm. I'll go to that. That's one of my go-to songs. I go to dope concept. Come to find out, the 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 bum dude was God. Like, yeah, and that was just a test to see if he was gonna, you know. So some humility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dope record, dope album. Um, number two, I'm gonna have to go with Wu Tang. Like, this shit just so like the acronym itself is the classic acronym. Cash rules everything around me. Like that acronym is set in stone now. Like. Dope fucking song. The piano on that bitch. Oh my god. It just made it so dark. And then you got RZA. RZA started that bitch off so smooth. Oh, that ball time. time. Man, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, next diamonds. Come on. Just, 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 just dope. We didn't expect the deck right after that. Killed it. It was, them two niggas was perfect for that song. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, bro, of course, you got to go to the God. Mr. Storyteller himself, Slick Rick, Children's Story, dope fucking song, dope record. I used to watch it on BT a lot. Man, it was just, it was just, man, just a dope ass song, man. He was just, the swag was there from the UK, patch on his eye, jewelry. And they just fly, man. Like he was just, he was just dope. Best storyteller in the world. One of my favorite Slick Rick songs is uh, "Lottie Dottie." Um, another one is um, one of my personal favorites is uh, "Hey Young World." Oh yeah, that's uh, hey, Young World. The world is your world. Young world, young world. The world is your young world. The world is your young world. Yeah. Don't look up to these dopes. What about the mommy to take is when your mommy. I wouldn't need. What was it life like to each that don't go to school? Believe it or not, like, come on, man. Yeah, that's a that teenage love, a teenage love. Oh um, yeah, love. Don't hurt me again. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the Inspector Gadget song with uh, 
with Dougie Fresh. Then, 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 I I I remember that every time I hear that song I think about pay the full like <laughs> I think about pay the full and I think about New Jack City like Oh man. But yeah, but that's my order, bro. Like what what about yours? Um Number four, I, I got to say Eminem with Mockingbird. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> people don't really, I mean, people are kind of, you know, on the fence about Encore, but I definitely think th- uh, that Mockingbird was one of the best songs on there since, you know, it, uh, since, you know, he, after, uh, well, before he dropped Encore, he had the Eminem show, and, you know, people were wondering how he was, um, he was gonna top that. Um, me, per- me personally, I thought this was one of the best songs off the album since you know, not too many people, you know, really go back and you know talk about encore like that and and you know the songs and tracks uh, tracks off that. Even though um, you know, even though you had uh, he dropped videos like uh, like Toy Soldiers, he had. Um, what else was off that? Um, I think "Ass Like That" was off that too. Um, but you know, it um, even though it's kind of a forgettable record, I think that was one of the standouts um, off that. So I got to put "Mockingbird" at number four. Number three, damn, all three of these are good, but shit. Yeah, I I may have to go with um, how much a dollar costs. Uh, Again, uh, like I said, uh, me personally, I thought this was one of the best songs off the album and probably one of his best songs uh, of his career, Uh, especially since, you know, this track doesn't really get talked about as much, you know, like uh, I like humble, like um, swimming pools. Great storytelling, you know, with, you know, like I like I explained, you know, him, a uh, homeless man trying to uh, offer him a dollar um, out in, uh, I believe it was South Africa or somewhere in Africa. Um, but, you know, Kendrick, you know, being, you know, having street smarts, you know, said he knew he was probably going to blow it on alcohol since, you know, he was homeless. But, uh, you know, the reveal at the end turns out that he was God. Uh, even you know had even had Ronald Isley, one of the uh, one of the best R and B singers of all time, uh, sing sing um, the ending part. How he got him on there, I still don't know, but that was definitely a great look on Kendrick's part for that um, to yeah, to have him on that record too. So yeah. you know. Real good look to have a legend like Ronald Isley on there. Um, number two, 
Damn. Two cla- two classics. Ah, man, I may have to go with uh, a children's story at number two. Because uh, even though it's, uh, like you said, it's a great record, um, probably one of the best storytelling songs of all time. Uh, you know, I, I think that was the song that uh, put me on to Slick Rick as a kid, too. You know, just him, you know, telling that bedtime story. I remember the music video along with it, too. Um, you know, some parts black and white, some uh, in color. Uh, you know, with um, the robber chasing around, uh, I'm sorry, the cop chasing around the robber and, you know, trying to make it, uh, I guess you could say cartoonish with, you know, the sped up running and things like that. And, uh, you know, Slick Rick just chilling out um, in the middle of the street, just rapping along, you know, to the viewer. Um, still, still a great uh, song, still um still iconic in my opinion too so i gotta put a children's story number two and i gotta put um you know cream at number one because you know that's definitely uh one of the best songs of all time by one of the best groups uh in the world too um you know just you know, Method Man on the hook, cash rules everything around me, cream getting the money. Uh, and, you know, and even if you, uh, no matter how old you are, you've heard that song at least once. And even if you uh, see whether it's Method Man or, you know, the whole woo uh, play and perform that live, everybody you know uh, knows the entire uh words for uh that chorus you know word for word line for line even you know the song itself everybody knows uh how the song goes how the lyrics goes and you know it is still it's still memorable to this day uh still great uh shit and uh, and i think there's really not much else i can say about uh the song that hasn't already been said so I gotta put I gotta put cream at number one, but it it barely um, makes number one compared to you know Slick Rick, since uh, with his that's a classic song off a classic record, uh, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Uh, back then, I think that came out in '88, '87, somewhere around that time. But anyway, um, those are my four: cream at one, uh, children's story at two, how much a, doll- a dollar cost at three. And uh, Mockingbird at four. So um, all all great songs. All great songs. But uh, but uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, get into shout outs and album recommendations? Nah, um, dope songs, man. Shout out all legendary storytelling songs. Each one. Um. That's a lost art form now. Like, yeah, it is. Tell yeah. a story. Like, I like to hear somebody's, even if it's not their life, just a, a just a story about something, somebody or made up character or something. Just, just give me a good story, man. Give me a cliffhanger. Give me like, I like the, I'm the type that really listens to the lyrics, you know. Right. I like the other shit too. Don't get me wrong. I like the turn up shit too. But you know, 
every now and then I, I, I invest in lyrics a lot. So shout out to people who still are here, you know, telling stories, paint your pictures. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Uh, yeah, it's three, it's three in the morning. Uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, shout outs and al- album recommendations. Go ahead, Jared. Um, I just want to say thank y'all, man. Thank the fans, man. Thank y'all for tuning in every two weeks, man. Listening to us. This is the third season, man. I remember when it was just the idea, and now we're going on our third season. It's great. Um, hard work pays off. Uh, persistence pays off. And um, you know, taking time on our busy schedules to to just talk about the shit that goes on that we love to do when that's hip hop. The hip hop brought us together. So, and we just got three group of friends and we just, we just talk about shit that we really talk about outside camera. You know what I'm saying? Off, off the recorder. Like we'll talk about this anyway. So the fact that we doing this and we set up a podcast and shout out the tribe that this what gave us the idea of the name it's just dope, man. And I'm looking forward to many more seasons and more fans and and just, you know, doing what we love to do. This ain't even no job for us. Like, this is the shit that we really like to do, for real. So thank you to all the fans. And just, I appreciate it, man. If you listen and you put somebody else on, thank you. Um, hmm. Album recommendation. Hmm, let me see. Let me see what I've been listening to lately. Hmm. Um. Lloyd Banks, Hunger for More. Okay. Um, dope ass, dope ass project, man. I just feel like I don't know what happened, but I feel like he could have did more. Hella good, hella mixtapes though. I had that shit downloaded on that of that piff or whatever. Um, it was dope ass, dope ass records. Album was just dope. Um, let me see. You had. On Fire was the single. Came out 04. I think it had went platinum. Yeah, definitely went platinum. That's when 50, wherever 50 touched, pause was 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 getting was going platinum. That Midas touch. That Midas touch, he had it. Yeah, started off with Ain't No Click. Classic. Playboy. Warrior. Warrior remix was dope. Um, I'm so fly, Timberland beat. Um, Karma, the female record. Had a Vaughn on the hook. Oh, yeah, the video version. Yeah, Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Came out. Damn, it came out the first day of 04. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dope. It was Isaac, man, bro. I used to kill this album. Oh my 
God. Yeah, I was big on like punchlines and you know, before Lloyd Bates started rapping regular, he was on that punchline shit. Like I had all the tapes and all that shit. It was like just killed that shit. Just the dope ass. He still be he I think he about to come out with uh the inevitable two. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon. I don't know if you heard the first one. I, I gotta revisit the first one. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I gotta revisit that one. Yeah, but he had classic takes for Money in the Bank. Um all, all those all those takes, Halloween Havoc takes. Like he had some dope ass mixtapes. I think he had a tape. He put out a tape like a few, like a month and a half after dropping the album. He dropped the mixtape. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't playing. He was just flooding the streets. But I just don't know what happened. Maybe his passion just wasn't there or he didn't just didn't comply to playing the game. Like, he wasn't going to put himself out there like that. Like, he was just all about the music. I think that kind of fell short. But people know he was a legend, though. He was, he was... He was he was good. He was the second man. Like I like that little him, Yayo, and Buck was Banks. cool. Buck, Buck was okay. I like, but him Banks, like Banks Fifty and Yayo was just that was a good triple. I remember, Brad. I used to bump that G Unit album. Oh my hunger! Oh, for, uh, for, uh, Bank for Mercy. Mercy. Oh my god! That's what I was on my. New York shit, like listen to the Dipset and Jimmy. That's all I used to fucking listen to at that time. G Unit, Dipset, and the Black Album. That's all I used to listen to, bro. Back in 03. Hey. And Ludacris, I had because I was listening to Chicken and Beer, but other than that, that's and Fab Street Dreams. But other than that, that's. I was, that's all I was listening to, bro. Just they both was heavy on the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! So I'm gonna say "Hunger for More" because we visited that album. It was just dope, dope productions. The the lyrics was fire. Like it was a well thought out project. Okay, go ahead with your shout outs, bro. Um, man, yeah, um. Uh... Shout out to Kyle. Um, like I said, even though he's he's passed out, uh, he he's with us here in spirit. Um, again, we we can't we can't thank him enough. Uh, you know, uh, we're we're trying to get him back on the show, but like we said, you know, busy schedules. We all uh, plus he's doing his old his old DJ thing. So definitely shout uh, shout out to him. Um, you know, hit him up on his Instagram uh, if you need bookings or things like that. If you're in uh, Southeast Georgia, um, I'll, I'll put his Instagram handle in in the show notes. But uh, you know, shout out to him uh, for doing his thing. Um, that boy blowing up, so book him while you can. Um, uh, go get his sister's uh, wine, Sinshine, uh, C-Y-N-S-H-I-N-E.com, uh, since I know he would have plugged that uh, t- uh, again. Um, yeah, sh- uh, shout, out, shout out to us. 
shout out to the three of us. I mean, um, well, even though it's uh, July, 4th, uh, well, we started recording this. It was July fourth, but uh, you know, uh, when we first started recording, uh, this makes uh, well on the day it makes two years since we first started this. We uh, dropped that quick little first episode. I think that was like a ten minute episode just to introduce us, and now. Uh, I think this is what episode 53, 50, uh, 52, 53, something like that. Um, now, you know, we, we starting to get that little fan base. Um, thank you to everybody who liked the show, uh, you know, gave the show a chance. Um, uh, like I said, even if you listen to us for like a minute or through the whole thing, uh, we thank you. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Um, you know, well, like Jared said, uh, this is season three. Uh, we're going to keep striving to make the show more entertaining for you guys, no matter what. Um, you know, shout out to uh, everybody uh, out there. You know, be safe. Uh, enjoy the summer. Uh, again, just be be aware of your surroundings. Be be aware of the people you're with, because, uh, again, it's it's crazy out here. So, you know, please, we can't stress that enough. Please, please, please be safe. Uh, enjoy the summer while you can. Um, yeah, and then just shout out to everybody who, um, who, who's liking the show, whether you're a day one listener or you just uh, recently discovered us. We, uh, we can't thank y'all enough. Um, yeah. Uh, album recommendation. Um I had an underground one, but I'll save that for the next episode. Um, I'll give you main source uh, Breaking Atoms. How I discovered this uh, album, um, I, I just got to say thank you to Spotify. But um, for those who who don't know, main source, um, it was a group cons- consisting of two DJs, um, K Cut and Sir Scratch, and uh, the main rapper, uh, Large Professor. Um, who made up the group uh, Main Source. Um, their first album was called uh, Breaking Atoms. Uh, still still a solid album 30 years uh, later. Uh, you had the first uh, sing, uh, the first track, Snake, uh, I think it was called Snake Eyes, uh, which sampled Ike Turner. I like how um, uh, Large Professor, I, I believe he did most of uh, the production on this album too. Um, he sampled uh, Ike Turner off Snake Eyes. Um, one of the uh, one of my favorites on there, looking at the front door, which uh, basically um, is a large professor saying um, how you know his girl is acting a certain kind of way when uh, you know she's around him, what but when she's around other people, she acts different. Um, what else? Uh, just a friendly game of baseball. Um, still eerily um, relevant thirty years later, especially after you heard the case of uh, the boy who got shot uh, multiple times out in Akron, Ohio, uh, due to uh, the police out there. Um, you also have a uh, peace. Uh, peace ain't the uh, peace isn't the word to play, or ain't the word to play, something like that. Um, even though um, it wasn't on the uh, on this uh, the album uh, back then in 1992, but 
when they remastered it, it's on there now. They had uh, Fake in the Funk, which was off uh, White Man Can't Jump 2. Um, that's still a great song. Uh, you have Live at the Barbecue, which introduced us to a little rapper known as Nas. I'm pretty sure you've heard of him. Um, yeah, just just a solid album. Uh, still 30 years uh, later. Um they, they also had another album, too, after that. I believe it was, um, I think it was called The Wild Pitch or something like that. But uh, uh, it, it, was a, it was a great album. Uh, Large Professor, he was in his bag with some of the production in this. And, you know, still a great album. So uh, check it out. Main source, uh, Breaking Atoms. Um, shit, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get on out of here? No, we can go ahead and dip the fuck out, bro. Yeah, it, yeah, it's late. It's it's pushing three fifteen uh, in the morning. Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, um, we thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us. Um, again, congratulations to us. Um, you know, two years later, we're on the third season. Uh, we're gonna uh, keep trying to entertain you guys. Um, so. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks for another new episode of the Lower Marauders podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We we got to get the fuck up out of here. Thank y'all. Good night. We out. Peace. Right, peace. Peace. The Low End Marauders podcast is hosted by Kyle Bill, Jarrett Knox, and me, Nicholas Rawls. Our in and outro music, Fat Albert and Rudy, is by Ninth Wonder. Be sure to follow and talk to us on Instagram and Twitter, at Low End Marauders. Plus, stop by our, our online shop and buy some merch to show your support for the show. Check the show notes for the link to the store. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Why? Reviews are what helps get the show more attention, so don't be shy to leave us a review, and don't be afraid to say what you want to hear from us on future episodes as well. Also, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show, so that way you know when new episodes are released, and that way you can stay updated with us and the show. Alright everyone, that's it for us. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace.